Microphone check, one, two, one, two, what is this? This is the Isaiah Kid Podcast, welcome back to another episode. So, okay, I hope you guys took in and learned a lesson from week one. Um, you know, so usually, and I was a little skeptical about my, I wasn't, well, let me not say that. I wasn't skeptical of my picks, but going into the NFL season, um, I did some heavy analyzing. I've did, I, I, I have gathered all the analysis, all the analytical, uh, smart and cool and geeky statistics to come up with my predictions. And I have some theories about some teams, about some players, about some coaches. And I did, and and the way, that's how I conducted my predictions. So, for last week, I went 12, 3, and 1. It was one tie with Arizona and um, Detroit. Arizona got out to a slow start, but Kyler Murray in in, in the offense, they picked it up. Throughout the second half, midway, throughout the fourth quarter, and they they were able to tie the game. But, I, 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 like I said, Atlanta let me down last week. The Jets let me down last week. And the Broncos did as well in that, in that doubleheader in that Monday night football game. But, overall, it was a good, great week of football. We got some surprising... Um, Breakout performances like Lamar Jackson. We had some performances that's like uh, they need to get that together, or you know, like Chicago. A lot of a lot of people had Chicago winning the North this year, and a lot of people, quite frankly, had Chicago being a a a team. They looked at they looked at Chicago as a team that can win a couple playoff games. Um, but now with Trubisky, I'm not even sure. Uh, I mean, they probably still a playoff team, but do you still you want you want are you still buying in with Trubisky? Are you all in with Trubisky? Uh, I don't know, but it's a lot of it's fifteen it's sixteen more weeks left. We it's a lot of football to play. I mean to come. The Texans, like I said, the Texans made it to my top ten in my power rankings, and they lost. I, I, the Texans they were clearly the better. If you were watching that game, that that football game, the Texans were clearly a better football team than the Saints. If that if that game was at was at was at Houston or or neutral site, Houston walks away as winners from that game. But that's why I had them in my in, in my top ten because I felt as that Houston with the roster that they have now. And they improved some of the offensive line issues, and they completely just outplayed. They out, they they completely outplayed the Saints at home for for about fifty eight minutes. That they they won that game. Just that the Saints were at home, home field advantage, the crowd, the noise, breeze, the dome. It works in their favor. But without further ado, I'm going to get to my picks this weekend, week two. I'm telling you guys, I told you I, 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 my, I told you my pick. I gave you my picks for last week. And some of these picks that I get, some of these games that I picked last week, I already told you guys in advance that the, I, I told you guys in advance what, would, what, would the, what the results would be. I told you guys that. And, you know, some people, love uh, Cleveland, they disappointed me. No. If you were listening to the podcast, I told, I clearly stated Cleveland is going to struggle. Cleveland Cle- Cleveland is going to struggle September, October, but they get it together. But without further ado, like I said, let's get to my week two picks. First, 1 o'clock, Arizona at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore looked great last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson and his throwing ability and the down the field throwing, and it, looks, it seems like Baltimore has another element to their offense that they desperately needed to take their team to the next level. Uh, if Lamar Jackson can continue, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying. Well, I know. Well, I'm not gonna say it. He's not. I know for certain that Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is not gonna have 
three, four hundred passing yards with a pack with a perfect passer rating and five touchdowns every week. No, that's not gonna happen. But if they continue to show a down the field threat like they did last week, and they're able to spread the ball and get the ball down the field. And the main thing is the Ravens not being predictable. I think the Ravens are as good as a team in the AFC North. But I'm still leaning with Pittsburgh as my favorite. But, you know, odds, they have have Baltimore at negative 13. I'm going to take the points. I think Baltimore. They beat. I think they beat the brakes off of Arizona. I think Baltimore is going to have a good start to the season. They start off two and zero. I'm going to take the points at forty six as well. I'm going to take the points. There, um, they, Baltimore is negative thirteen. They, 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 so Arizona thirteen point underdog. Arizona. They came back and played well last week in the second half against Detroit. But like it's like it's Detroit with Baltimore's defense. Young Kyler Murray struggled a little bit, seemed a little bit rattled in the first half of that Detroit game. I think some of that will, like the happy feet, and the, I think some of that will come back due to due to that Baltimore defense. They're always good defensively, so I'm going to take Baltimore winning this game. Baltimore 27, Arizona 14. Okay, one o'clock, another one o'clock game. Seattle at Pittsburgh. This is going to be a tough game. Um, both I like both teams. I think both teams are good. Um, I think Pittsburgh will make the playoffs. I'm not so sure about Seattle and their defense. What I saw last week with Andy Dalton throwing for 418 yards and A.J. Green was not there. I didn't like that sight. Uh, Russell Wilson, the offense, they're going to do what they have to do. But I think Pittsburgh, they come back with a vengeance on their mind. They come back with a, wow, I'm sorry, uh, I'm watching Trevor Lawrence, that was a great throw, wow, <laughs> that kid can play, but um, <laughs> I think Pittsburgh, sorry, so, sorry, I, I, he just made a great throw though, um, <laughs> Pittsburgh, I think they come back with a vengeance this this Sunday, um, they're at home, Seattle, Seattle defensively, uh, not the same, like I said, they gave up 418 passing yards. To Andy Dalton, without Andy Dalton's best offensive weapon, so I think I think Pittsburgh they like that game against against New England. That's not Pittsburgh, and yeah, they could have played a lot better. Yes, but that 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 wasn't Pittsburgh. That wasn't Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's been struggling to beat New England in Foxborough for years, even with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So what they did and what the Patriots did and that outcome and that result wasn't very surprising. Uh, it's been happening for years now. But I, I, I have Pittsburgh winning this game. Nevertheless, I have Pittsburgh winning this game. I have Pittsburgh winning this game 30-24. to 30-24 Pittsburgh. They're three-and-a-half underdog, um, 47. Uh, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the points. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Now, I told you guys when I picked my division winners and who would get to the playoffs and, and stuff as such, I told you guys Tennessee would finish 9-7 and seven and second in the AFC South. Mind you, Andrew Luck never lost to the Titans. Andrew Luck was 12-0. and 0. The Titans were 0-12 anytime they played against Andrew Luck. It didn't matter where they were, Indianapolis or Nashville. It didn't matter. Tennessee lost to Andrew Luck every single time. Well, there's no Andrew Luck. I think Tennessee started the season off two and zero. This is going to be a hat. This is going to be a, a great game. I see this 23-21 Tennessee. I think Tennessee hold, holds on by a thread. Um, Indianapolis. I like their team, but. It's just not the same without Andrew Luck. I like, like I said, I I, I like the guy. I like the I, I like what they have. I, I like what they have offensively and def- I like elements to the Indianapolis Colts team and Jacoby Brissett, but it's just not the same with Andrew Luck. It's just not. So I, I I'm a, I'm leaning with Tennessee. Dallas at Washington, heavily intense rivalry game. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to watch it. 
it, 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 it's probably it's probably the game of the week. Um, it, 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 it's, it doesn't get no better than the Cowboys and Redskins. Dallas versus Washington. It doesn't get any better just about in any sports. The most storied rivalry in sports, period. Not just football. In sports, period. Um, the Dallas, the, Cow- the Cowboys coming off their, Dak and the Cowboys coming off their five-touchdown performance. Uh, I, 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 Kellen Moore looks spectacular with his play calling. The Giants kind of help, and their defense kind of help do that as well. But got to give credit where credit's due. A lot of people were talking bad about Kellen Moore. I think with Kellen Moore just being a younger mind and having a younger mindset, I think that brings another element, a different element. Not another, but a different element, a new element that wasn't discovered and unraveled with this Cowboys personnel. Um, it does help when you get tremendous upgrades from Cole Beasley to Randall Cobb, where you clearly saw last week, Cole, Randall Cobb is clearly, clearly, clear as day, a better receiver, slot receiver, and a upgrade from Cole Beasley with this Cowboy team. Uh, Michael Gallup, I told you guys, he's going to come into his own as a receiver. He's going to have a breakout year. He's going to show that he's one of the best deep threats in football. Um, and then Amari Cooper. It's enough to be said. It's enough to be said. Um, they get Zeke back. Zeke got his legs under him. Didn't play preseason. Didn't really practice much. Um, you know, with the team. So with this week week two going in, the week two, he should have his legs back under him. Um, because I don't think Dak is gonna have the same performance like he did against the Giants, like against the Redskins. Because I think the Redskins are a lot better than the Giants. Uh, the Redskins they have a they have a, they have a pretty talented team. They have some ball players on their team. Um, I just don't think they are just quite. I don't. They're not as they're not as good as the Cowboys, the Eagles, but. They are a, a team where they're not going to just let you just do anything and beat beat on them. I don't that that's not going to happen with this Redskins team. But with all that being said, I do and the Redskins did they, the Redskins did get out to a great start against Philadelphia where a lot of people counted them out. I said the Redskins will not be beaten by a lot. It would be a close game. It would be closer than what people expect. And I'm expecting to be the same for this game as well because I know people are expecting uh, the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys coming up that five touchdown performance. They are going to do the same thing. No, uh, they, I think their offense will be effective. It'll be efficient, and it'll still look good. But they, I don't think it will score 35 points. So the Cowboys 28, the Redskins 20. I see. Uh, I see this as a being being a cl- very close game, um, highly highly competitive rivalry. It doesn't get like I said. It doesn't get any better. Neither team is going to let up on each other. So I see this as a dog fight, twenty eight to twenty Cowboys. New England and Miami. So New England has had their troubles. Uh, Tom Brady in New England has, has their, they they've had their troubles in Miami down South Beach um, for some years now, but especially last year. But I think it's going to be a little bit different this year. My uh, New England is just too talented, and 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 Miami's just too bad. Miami's horrible. Miami is hard. Miami is horrible defensively. Um, so I, I, you know, they have Antonio Brown left with the team. He's he, he's on the team and he he he's down in Miami with the team. So we have to see and get further notice if he is playing or actually active. But it's a good chance that he's probably active. And the Patriots look unstoppable in their defense. Like I said. This is the, probably the best defense that this this is the best defense, the most athletic defense that Belichick has had in about ten years, and they're in Miami is plus 18, 18 and a half. So they're eighteen they eight they're eighteen point underdogs. Um, I'm gonna take the points. New England's gonna beat the brakes off of off of my off of Miami. Uh, 35, 35, 10. <laughs> Buffalo 
at Giants. So Buffalo, they have they they're playing in the first two weeks. They're playing their their shared rivals um, within the New York metropolitan area. Wow. Um, so this is gonna be a, uh, this is gonna be an interesting game because I don't think neither team is gonna be a, uh, like are good. But the Giants, uh, you know, Eli just looks iffy. He looks iffy. I st- I think they they like by midseason, close near close, like close to Thanksgiving, they may be looking to go to the kid Daniel Jones. They may be looking. They may be looking to go that route. Uh, I think the Giants lose this game. I'm sorry, home opener. Yeah, I'm sorry. The the way how that Giants defense look, Josh Allen gets better. Um, you know, Buffalo, they got Cole Beasley as a slot guy. Uh, it's not really much to grab from this game, but it'll be okay. I got Buffalo winning 20 to 14. The Giants, they, they, you know, they, they, they depend on, they depend on Saquon Barkley a little too much. Um, I think, I, I feel as that they should have ran it a couple times with them on fourth and one, but they didn't choose to do that. They chose to do it with uh with 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 Eli Manning the 16 year vet. So, I think they I think they I think the Giants lose that game 20 to 14 like I said. Okay, Jacksonville and Houston. So, we got AFC South uh division games this weekend. Uh Jacksonville at Houston. Houston comes out and wins this game. I think Houston scored about 28 points. Uh, I, I, like I said, Houston, they severely outplayed the Saints this la- that last week. If that game was at Houston or a, or a neutral site, Houston wins that game. And I'm not even sure if it's close. So, <laughs> Houston looked really good last week. Deshaun Watson took big strides. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to catch up. He's not going to drop a pass. So, and, you know, Nick Foles is out. They got the backup. Like I said, Jacksonville's defense, though a couple years ago, it peaked at the right time. It was all-time good. And sometimes you just reach your peak popularity. But the the, the Jaguars, they don't they don't uh, they just don't excite me like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I have Houston winning this game 28 to 10. 28 to 10. Houston. The, so the Chargers at Detroit. Um, Detroit had a tie last week against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals aren't good themselves. I like the Chargers in this game. I like the Chargers in this game a lot. Not a lot to be said when picking this matchup. The Chargers, they're the Chargers. They, they, they even without Darren James and Melvin Gordon, more so Melvin Gordon, because they are they're gonna miss they're gonna miss Darren James severely, but. They still have Austin Hackler. They got some guys in the backfield, backup guys in the backfield that are good, very good. Pass catching. They can do just about any little thing that you need them to do. So I think the Chargers win this game 30 to 17. 30 to 17. Chargers win this game 30 to 17. On to the next. San Francisco, Cincinnati. San Francisco at Cincinnati. So San Francisco's on the they're they're on the road again, I think. Um they're on the yeah, they're on the road again for the back to back week. Cincinnati played well against Seattle. Um I I, I, I I told you guys, San Francisco is a team that's gonna win nine they they're gonna they're gonna win nine eight games this year. I'm leaning more towards nine. San Francisco, they get off to a good start this 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 year. I think they start off two and zero. Cincinnati defense uh, is just not clicking. It's just not where it is. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, so I have the 49ers winning this game 27-20. to 20. It's going to be a, a thriller. I can't wait. Now, on to the last 1 o'clock game. Green, Minnesota at Green Bay. Um, luckily, it's not a primetime game because if it was a primetime game, I think Minnesota will lose this game. But it's at 1 o'clock. But guess what? I think Minnesota still loses this game. Um, he, Minnesota, I, I like their team. And, you know, if they prove me wrong again, Minnesota, they, if they prove me wrong again this week, 
It's gonna be a minute before I before I bet against them again. Um, so, but I have Green Bay winning this game. Green Bay are two and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the points. Minnesota. I hopefully they stick to the formula that won them, that won them the game last week with running the ball, relying on their defense, and just melting, ticking down, eating the clock up, not putting not putting the ball in 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 in, in Kirk Cousins' hands. Where he loses the ball, when he loses the game most of the time, when he when you do when you guys do that, but with him with Kirk Cousins going against another like top tier elite quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, he usually don't play well in those games. And I I said that last week, but Minnesota stuck they stuck to the formula. They stay they stay with the formula, true and tested with their formula with running the football and playing good defense. I think this is going to be a defensive game, a defensive matchup because I you know they got I'm sure Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. I'm sure that they got some connection going on. They they you know they got a little bit more connection. But it's still, I think there's still some miss that there's there's still gonna be some rustiness on them and that system. The system doesn't look too, you know, too complex for a Minnesota defense that's as talented as them to try try to figure out. And I don't, and quite frankly, to be honest, I don't think this offense and Matt Lafleur and and Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're gonna find. I don't think they're gonna find their groove until about week eight, week nine. I, I, that's just me personally. I groove and click like they should until about week eight, week nine. But I still have Green Bay winning this game because I like Green Bay roster, and I've been telling you guys this, especially the defense. I've been telling you guys this for the past couple weeks. I like Green Bay roster. You saw their defense on full display, um, even though they went against a limited Mitchell Trubisky. You saw it in full display. Like I said, Green Bay is a two and a half underdog. I have Green Bay winning this game, seventeen to ten. Seventeen to ten. Green Bay wins this game 17 to 10. Four o'clock game. Kansas City at Oakland. Kansas City at Oakland. This is going to be um, a score, a scoring fest. This is going to be a scoring fest. Um, not, not a shootout. Not, you, you're not going to get the Rams and Chiefs Coliseum, Colise- excuse me, Coliseum shootout. I don't think you're going to get that. But you're going to see a lot of points being put up this ga- in this game. With Patrick Mahomes and explosive offense that the Kansas City Chiefs are, with with Travis Kelsey, they don't have no Tyreek Hill. But hey, Sammy Watkins looks—he looks like he is in good and he, he in good graces. He looks—he looks good. <laughs> Sammy Watkins haven't looked that good in a, in a minute. He hasn't looked that good in a minute. Um, so I'm, I, I like what I saw from Sammy Watkins. Shady McCoy—he brings—he brings a different element to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. Let alone, I think the Chiefs wins this game, win this game. But I was very surprised with Oakland's performance on Monday Night Football. I actually like what I saw, but they play in too tough of a division. And I think, I'm not so sure about John Gooden, but hey, they won week one. I think they lose week two, but I like what I saw from the Raiders. I'm sorry. I like what I saw from the Raiders. I think they're going to be fine. They, um, they're they plus seven, so they're, they're seven-point underdog. Um, I, I, think the, I think the Chiefs win this game. I think the Chiefs win this game. 35, Chiefs win this game 35-24. I think they win this game by 11 points. Uh, so this is going to be the big game. The big game that comes on Fox after the Cowboy game and the Redskins game. This, this is going to be the big game. New Orleans at the Rams. Uh, so here go my thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it straight right here right now. The Saints did not they did not lose that game due to the missed pass interference call. They did not lose the game because of that. They lost the game because their their defense couldn't stop the Rams. They lost the game because Drew Brees. Turned the ball over in overtime. They lost the game because Sean Payton didn't coach and manage the game like he should have. Late in the fourth quarter. 
during overtime. He didn't manage the game properly like he should have. Those were three key elements, three th- key things that held the Saints back from winning and advancing to the Super Bowl last year. And quite frankly, I was a better team than the Saints. I like the Rams defensively. The Rams had more passing yards. The Rams had more rushing yards. The Rams had more sacks. The Rams controlled time possession all throughout last year's NFC Championship games. The Rams are just a better team than the Saints. And I think they'll show it again this, this Sunday. I think they'll show it again tomorrow. At 425, I think they'll show it again tomorrow. They're at the Coliseum. And don't get me wrong, I like the Saints. I like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is an all-time great. Uh, 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 enough said. I get that point. But the Rams are better. <laughs> the Rams are just better. They control time possession. They have more sacks. They have more passing yards, rushing yards. <laughs> I'm just saying, they had more hits in the quarterback. I'm just saying, the Rams are are just a better, they're more, they're a more complete team than the Saints. They are, and I know I've been kind of tough on the Saints, but they are, they are, they, 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 they are, they are, they are a better team than the Saints. And it's going to be a lot of points being, not a lot of points, but it's going to be quite a few points being scored. But I have the Saint, I have the Rams winning this game, thirty-one. 23, 31, no, th- take that back, 31-24, excuse me, I'm sorry. Then they have the Rams as two point, two and a half point, um, two point favorites. Chicago at Denver. Um, now, Chicago, this is going to be, uh, usually it's very tough to beat Denver at Denver in September. But what I saw from them offensively, I don't know if they'll be able to bounce back offensively. But what I saw, I didn't like. I quite frankly didn't like what I saw from them offensively. And I think Chicago, I I don't really like neither of these teams offensively. Now, defensively, these teams are phenomenal. Defensively, they're phenomenal. If they if some of these teams had somewhat of an offense, these are these could be like Super Bowl contenders because their defense their defenses are legit. They're legit. Uh, Khalil Mack didn't have a Khalil Mack type game last week. Um, Von Miller didn't have a Von Miller type game last week. Uh, so I expect them to be a little bit better than they were last week. <laughs> Quite frankly, to be honest, I think they'll be a, I think they'll be a lot better than what they were last week. Um, but this is a tough pick. I'm going to take Chicago to win this game. It's going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be a defensive battle. But I'm going to take Chicago to win this game 17 to 14. Defensive battle. Chicago, but I think Chicago, they're a little bit more talented on the offensive side of the ball and defensively. Chicago should win this game, but it it would not surprise me if Denver win this game because Denver has a history of practically being unbeatable in September at Mount High. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me and I wouldn't be mad at this pick. But I'm on the fence when I when it comes to this pick, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna link with Chicago. I'm gonna link with Chicago. I think Chicago's gonna get the job done. Hey, what can I say? Sunday night game, Sunday night game, Philadelphia at Atlanta. We have the battle of the two birds, Eagles, Falcons. I'm going to take, this is a tough one, but I'm going to take Philadelphia. I've been telling you guys this, if Philadelphia has a healthy Carson Wentz, I think the Eagles are easily the best, not easily, because the Rams and the Cowboys will have something to say about this. But I think the Eagles with a healthy Carson Wentz. I don't know how many times I'm gonna keep echoing this statement. They are the best team in the NFC. Uh, I like what they have on the offensive interior and defensive interior, uh, secondary, and their both units play well 
in the second half last week. Uh, especially the offense controlling the ball, eating up so much time and clock where the Redskins didn't have much time, um, to, quite frankly. They didn't have much time to come back. So, I got the Eagles winning this game, but Atlanta, like I said, it wouldn't surprise, like I said with the Denver game, it wouldn't surprise me if Atlanta win this game, but I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. The, I think the Eagles get it done. The Eagles get it done. 28-24. And Monday Night Football. Sam, No Sam Darnold. It's Jets. Browns at Jets. No Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has Mono. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. Sadly to say, in my next segment, segment I'm going to have to talk about the Jets and the downfall that they are about to experience. Um, I think the Browns get themselves together. I think they look at this as a bounce-back game. Um, this is going to be a tough game defensively. But I think the Browns will find a way to win this game. And I think they, quite frankly, stomp the Jets. The Browns will win this game 27-14. to 28-14, excuse me. The Browns will win this game 28-14, to 14, Cleveland. So that will conclude my week two picks. I, like I said, last week I went 12-3-1. We'll see what I do or how I do this week. A couple tough matchups, a couple nail biters and wild, you know, some wild, some wild card and X factors that could be determined in these games this week. A lot to look forward up to. And yeah. Okay, so I was watching a Thursday night game, okay? I was watching a Thursday night game, and I was really fascinated to see what would Cam Newton do and what would Jameis Winston do. Now, Jameis, he uh, going on to the road, Thursday night football, and, uh, you know, like I said, the NFL, they they give us these Thursday, these boring Thursday night games. But this game, this these th- even though the, neither of these teams are going to be good this year, I don't think, even though I like elements to the Carolina's team, I don't think they're going to be good this year, and they're starting off 0-2 already, but, you know, they if they suffer another loss next week, they, their season's practically done, 0-3, you're practically done, but I said, you know what, this is not, this is not a boring game, this game is going to show a lot, this game is going to show a lot, and what I took from this game, Jameis Winston, I mean, he didn't look, he didn't look, he didn't look great either, but I don't know if Tampa Bay, I don't know if it, because Tampa Bay played North, I don't know if they played, I don't know if because they played the Panthers and Cam has his struggles and with Cam's struggles, Jameis Winston doing this game kind of got overlooked. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, but what I can say Cam Newton has to do a better job. He has to do a better job. And I, I don't know if it's a health issue. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he has to do a better job. Cam Newton has to do a better job. 24 for 50. Come on, dude. 24, 24 for 50. Come on, dude. Come on, man. You got to do a better job. And I, like, I, didn't, I not, didn't I not tell you guys this? Didn't I not tell you guys this? I told you guys. I told you guys. I said, oh, wow. I told you guys this a couple weeks ago. Russell Westbrook, Cam Newton are the same guys. Just that one plays basketball and one plays football. But Cam Newton is the NFL version of Russell Westbrook or Westbrook. Boy, oh boy, I can't wait till NBA season starts. I can't. I, I don't know how much I can stress this. Their play styles, first, they're not long-lasting. These play styles are not going to last long. Because we're, we're starting to see it with Cam. 
One more hand injury. Cam's probably done. He's he's 30. Big guy. Got kids. Family. Another big hit to the head. Mind you, mind you, forced by a smaller player. And Cam's 6'6", 260, 250. Mind you, he's getting hit by smaller players. <laughs> I mean, how sustainable, I question, how sustainable is this play? And I question it with Russell Westbrook all the time. <laughs> I question it all the time. I said, okay, he, he gets a triple-double. He averaged a triple-double triple all throughout the regular season. And the, the NBA and the NBA media, they, 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 they kill me. The NBA media kills me. I, I, just, I just, some of the NBA media, just, I just despise. Some of the NBA media, media, I just despise. Because they, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know because during the most part of the season, Early part in the season, it's just not a lot to talk about. I don't know what it is, but they always just telling me about how good and how transcendent Russell Westbrook is. How many playoff series has he won without Kevin Durant? Tell me that. How many stars has he has ran off? His play. I've been saying this for years now. And I, I said it, I said it during the summertime, how, how, how sustainable is this play? I said about James Harden. Okay, he scores 30 points for the 30th straight game. How is this sustainable for April and May? Oh, my wait, my bad. It's not. It's not. And Cam Newton, you know, the, 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 the rushing and the running and the scrambling, it's not helping this year. It's, it's not helping this year. And teams will force him to throw the ball down the field. More than, Cam Newton throws, dating back to last season, when Cam Newton throws the ball 15 yards or further, he has a 29 completion percentage. Now, you guys, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe because he's a cowboy. Maybe because you guys are biased. And maybe like you're just like the NFL, you're just like the NBA media, and you just love to cuddle certain stars. But you guys tell me, oh, Cam is better than that. Cam is more accurate than Dak. No, the hell he's not. Cam is not more <laughs> No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not more accurate than Dak. He's not. <laughs> Down the field, accuracy, more than 15 yards. More than 15 yards. Dak and Cam Newton is 29%. Dak is way better than that. <laughs> Dak is way better than that. You saw the downfield throws, all the down, all the down the field throws. That the Dak. Yeah, you guys, you guys tell, you guys swear up and down. <laughs> you guys swear up and down that Cam is better than this guy, and Cam is this, and Cam is that. Come, he's a fashionable guy. Charismatic, you know, got the superstar X factor. He got, he, you know, he got the cool factor. He got the wow factor. He has all of that. That's cool and all. Same thing with Odell Beckham. I'm going to get to him. Same thing with Odell Beckham. But they got the cool factor, you know. Everybody loved that, the cool guys. Right, right. Cam Newton. If he if he can't throw the bill he can, if he can't throw the ball down the field fifteen yards or further, it's gonna be a rough season for the Panthers and himself. And I, I you know but hey you guys you guys call me. A
hey, hey, hey. You, you, yeah, you said, hey, stop hating on Cam. Cam is talented. Cam is talented. Cam is this. Cam is God. He has God-given abilities. Well, yeah. All of that and some more. Cam is very talented. Cam, he has a he he has a great body shape figure. He's a great athlete. But I'm talking about quarterbacking, quarterbacking, throwing the ball accurately down the field vertically. How well does he do that? I have some evidence right here. He doesn't do it well enough. He doesn't do it well enough. You guys, you guys can, you, I mean, you swear up and down that he's better than Dak and Matt Ryan, which he's not. He's not. Those guys win more than him. Those, those guys have better numbers than him. Those guys are available. Cam is, Cam, I don't know, I don't know if it's a health issue and the shoulder is still nagging him. That might be a, that might be a continuous uh, or you know a continuation of an injury that he's gonna have to fight through this year because he's Superman. But <laughs> I tell you guys this all the time with Cam Newton, and I always tell you guys this with Russell Westbrook, and you guys swear up and down. And I'm so glad. And I don't get me wrong. I don't get me wrong. I like both of these guys. I think these guys are top at they they are top notch athletes. They have God given abilities with their athleticism and their body size and structure. And you know they they, they have good measurables, especially Cam. I give them that. I give them all of that and some more. But. You have to develop at some point of time, and, and it's, it's 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 just so oddly and strange how these two coexist. Westbrook coexist. Going into this off season with Cam Newton, everybody was like, "Okay, got the shoulder sur- surgery. Okay, shoulder injury. Okay, problem solved. Ah, okay, move on." Can he throw the ball down the field? Has he improved on his? throwing. He has to make that transition into a, a thrower of the football. He has to make that transition into a quarterback going into his 30s. <laughs> Little you know, hey, hey, on the other side of the fence, Russell Westbrook, he's coming off a first round exit where he, he, he severely got outplayed by Damian Leonard. <laughs> and Damian Leonard, Damian Leonard's up here. And Russell Westbrook is down here, and and we saw it. It's not even close. It's not even close. And, and you know, it's just very funny and oddly and oddly strange how both of these freakishly talented athletes, how their how their careers and we are where they're at are coexisting and fit and match. So perfectly, they intertwine perfectly. They're mirroring each other. Russell Westbrook has a fresh start, but the question still remains: Is he going to show up in the postseason? Is he a better jump shooter? Has he learned how to play the point guard position? Is he going? Is he going to take a back seat to James Harden, or is he going to be the alpha? Like, uh, Cam Newton did it with the same thing. They, they throw up the football. Did he get more accurate? Can he make the field, can he make the ball and the and the and the and the throws down the field? <sighs> so far, no. He, he no, he can't. And I, concern the shoulder, I don't know. But first two weeks, no. And his legs, what has got, you know, his first, his legs, that's gotten him out of a lot of trouble, and that's gotten him a lot of success, they don't quite work the same no more. That's why Ron Rivera decided to 
on that fourth and goal, fourth and one, decided to go with Christian McCaffrey. Ouch. Ouch, Cam. Ouch. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. You know. Russell Westbrook is the NBA's version of Cam Newton. And vice versa. Cam Newton is the NFL version of Russell Westbrook. (laughs) I told you guys this a couple weeks ago. I told you guys this. Both fashionable guys. Good family guys. You know. Cool factor. Wow factor. That the fans and the media love. But I, 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 I got to be one of the ones that's, that's honest. And that's honest and that's not afraid to go after these stars. I got to be one of the ones. Speaking of stars and cool and wow and star factor. Speaking of that, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham had a Richard Milley on. If you don't know what a Richard Milley is, uh, a Richard Milley is a watch, a luxurious sport watch. Uh, it ranges from anywhere from about $100,000 to, shoot, I didn't see, you know, a village, uh, I seen some Richard Milley watches cost as much as $750,000. So, these watches are expensive. NFL, you know, on Sunday, Odell Beckham wore the watch. He wore the watch while playing. NFL basically comes out this week and says, hey, Odell, you, you know, you, you can't with a watch. He says, um, why can't I? He said, if that was anybody else, they'll let him rock the watch. No, 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 Odell, no. And I, I've grown to like Odell. Uh, I've grown to like Odell. I'm a, I'm actually a fan of Odell, and I hope he does well in Cleveland. But this is just another, this is just adding fuel to the fire in Cleveland. Instead of worrying about a watch and how you look on the field, how about you get your first win as a Cleveland Brown? Can you do that first for me? Can you get your first win as a Cleveland Brown? Do that for me. Don't worry about the $350,000 watch. Don't wear that. Don't wear it. You're bringing attention to yourself. And, you, and, and, and he says, hey, I'm not trying to bring attention to myself. You know, but you know, I am going to wear this $350,000 watch, though, while I'm playing. Hey, but I don't want no attention. I, but I've said this. Odell Beckham is playing the wrong sport. Odell Beckham would be the perfect NBA superstar. Internet famous. He has sneakers. He's an icon. He hangs out and goes to fashion shows. He's a fashionable guy. He has a lot of basketball friends. And he fits the NBA with the drama and the soap operas. He fits the NBA. NFL is more of a team sport. It's not about this, the player. It's not about the player in the NBA, in the, in, in, in the NFL. It's not about the stars. It's about systems and the coaches and how they fit and how they mesh. Odell Beckham's playing the wrong sport. He he would be the perfect. NBA superstar. He would be the perfect NBA star. Along with LeBron. You know LeBron is very visible. He's very visible on social media. And Steph Curry. And Zion Williamson. Um, Durant's not that social. Neither is Kawhi. But you know how the stars in NBA. And you know Joel Embiid. And Owe Beckham. They, 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 they fit. They fit. They are, they would be, Odell Beckham would be the perfect NBA superstar. But NFL really doesn't endorse that player-friendly league like the NBA does. They're not as, pra- they're not as player-friendly. 
You got to wear certain cleats, got to wear certain socks, visors, gloves. Can't just do what you want, Odell. It's a team sport. You got to follow the rules just like all of the other 52 guys. But guys, but people, it's been real. Um, I thank you guys for listening. Like I told you guys, these pods, I know I, I, gave, you guys, I gave you about two pods a week. Uh, I try to get you to three. I, I, I try to get you three a week. Been busy. NFL football season. It, it's been a goodie. You guys, I hope you guys enjoy your Sunday. Um, hopefully my picks were right. I come out with, you know, I come out on top again. Um, but like I told you guys, I went 12-3-1 last week. I, you know, I, I only lost three games. I did a good job with picking my games. This week I'm a little skeptical of some picks because I think that th- some games can go either way. But I'm going to stick with them. Um, the Jets, they have a lot of injuries. The Jets, they got a tough schedule ahead of themselves. They got New England coming up. They got Dallas, Philadelphia, Cleveland. Uh, the, the, the Jets might be done. And Sam Donald has mono, and he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Too bad for the Jets. Um, this kind of a dysfunctional organization. Le'Veon Bell has some. He has some injuries. Some health. He had a health scare. Uh, but C.J. Mosley, he's going to be out. Uh, Quinn Wook, he's going to be out. Receiver, he's going to be out. So the Jets got an early injury bug. Um, just hard to see because I had them being a team that's going to break out this year and be an 8-18. Eight and 18. But that's fine. It's okay. Like I told you guys, go back and listen to the last few podcasts where you can catch up if you, if you need to or you, if you want to hear week one's picks and predictions and, and my, or my analysis and my breakdown of some of those games. Uh, like I told you guys as well, I'm going to also do my right and where I was right and where I was wrong. And I'm going to give you guys my top 10 after the conclusion of the Monday night game. I'm going to give you I'm going to I'm going to give you guys all of that and my thoughts on Sunday's and Monday's game. So thank you guys for listening once again. Um it's been real. Adios amigos. Love you guys. Keep um keep 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 clicking. Keep clicking. Keep clicking. You guys are doing a good job of clicking the button. I thank you guys for keep on clicking. Um uh, because without you guys not clicking and listening, um it'll be kind of hard to, you know, spread this 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 wealth of knowledge that I have. It'll be very difficult. So thank you guys for listening and clicking. Thank you guys. Um so Keep in your prayers. I keep you in minds. And I'm out. I'm out.